a special Trogues Independent Brewing excursion episode of... Brutal Battle. And this is how we're going to be doing these excursion episodes from now on, because we kind of had our change where we're cutting back on how much we're drinking, and therefore the podcast is going to be a little bit shorter. We used to do the excursions where we'd go to an area and we'd hit like three or four breweries and we'd do an excursion episode that way. So I figure now, when we're going shorter and drinking less, we're just going to do an excursion episode per brewery. So yeah, uh, it'll just be more hyper-focused. So obviously, based on the title of this one, it is Trobes Independent Brewing out of Hershey, Pennsylvania, although we know them from when they started in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Way back in the day. Yeah, we... When they were just a wee little. Yeah, we have been huge fans of Trobes since... I, I was going to say day one, but not really day one, but pr- not too far off. Yeah, early on. Closer to day one than to now. Yeah. How old they are. But yeah, they have a massive, amazing place. And we have two beers to try on this episode that we purchased at the brewery. Uh, we'll talk about what beers we drank there and just their overall experience, plus the food. Because if you haven't been there and you are within driving distance... Not only is the beer awesome and the place is, like, awe-inspiring with how cool and big it is, but the food is phenomenal. So, should we start with a beer immediately? Yeah, our glasses are empty. So, the first beer we actually tried while we were there. The second beer we did not. Uh, So, this first one is part of their Scratch series. And for people who don't know, their Scratch series is just kind of like pilot beers that they're trying out. You know, smaller batch. They usually only do them at the brewery themselves and release them there for people to try. In cans, in bottles, but also on draft primarily. Yeah, sometimes they don't even make it to cans. Yeah, that's true. Sometimes Sometimes they don't. just draft. And we actually had been in on their Scratch series from the beginning because I remember trying Scratch numbers in the single digits. Like, one of the ones that stuck out was number nine, which was like a espresso stout that we had that we loved. So this one that we're about to try is 452. Scratch 452. Yeah. So going from 9 to 452, yeah, it's been a long time. And this particular one is a dry hopped rice lager, and it is 5.2% alcohol. Although for some reason they don't put the ABV on the cans or bottles of the Scratch series, but they do everything else. So I don't really understand that. But they do say in this, uh, the malts are puffed jasmine rice and two-row pilsner. Uh, the yeast is house lager, and the hops are El Dorado and Saz. And 16-ounce can. Both of these beers are 16-ounce can. But they do have some in 12-ounce cans. Yes, they do. They Yes, they do. We did a stop in over Christmas to just pick up a couple things and we were able to get um, Blizzard of Hops Hops in a 12 ounce can and their Dead Reckoning Porter in a 12 ounce can. Which the Dead Reckoning Porter was a beer they had a long time ago and then it went away for a long time and then they kind of like brought it back. They do that every now and then. Like they did that with their Rugged Trail which is like their, their Nut Brown Ale. Yeah, Hop Back. That was one of my favorites starting out. But Let's talk about this dry hopped rice lager first. It's so clear. <sighs> clear beer. You know me. I mean, clear beer used to be the norm, so like, it, I didn't have the reaction I do nowadays, but there's so much hazy, cloudy stuff now that when I see a clear beer, I, it looks particularly beautiful to me, so. Very yellow, very cl- clear. Super yellow. A little bit of an orangey tinge, but super clear, yes. Decent head just sticking around on the top. 
It just smells so good. It's... I smell the hopping. Yes. The I dry definitely, hopping strong. It's very clean and crisp, but you also get like the citrus notes from the hops. Yeah. It's just very nice. Yeah. There's a decent citrus punch to it. It's yeah. very orangey, a little bit of grapefruit. Dehydrated orange. Yeah. Grapefruit orange mixture. Um, it's very bright. Mm-hmm. Smells refreshing. Smells clean. Yeah. It's got a little bit of a biscuity breadiness to it on the nose. Little bit of like a hay note, very slight because that's right under that citrusy hop note. It's a little honey. Yeah. A little sweetness. I can see a honey to it. You can definitely tell there's Pilsner in there, uh, or Pilsner, Pilsner malt because it is Pilsner ish. It smells really good though. So, we, like Carlin said, we had it at the brewery. We liked it, so we got a can to go. It's, it's so just, light. Yeah, it's just light and refreshing and crisp. Yeah. It's it's so light, refreshing, and crisp, but it's also, you know, I'm not going to say extremely flavorful, but it's pr- pretty flavorful in my opinion. Yeah. It's one of those beers where I kind of taste how it smells, which I always like because I'm not disappointed. It's a little bit drying on the mouth. Not too that. much. Just a little bit. There's a, a little bitter bite at the end. I'm getting the citrus from that dry mm-hmm. hopping. Definitely. That, like, breast... Uh, Oh my gosh, biscuity breadiness. I, w- I was going to say one, I tried to say basically bready and biscuity at the same and time. And it came out breast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's got that biscuity breadiness. I see that honey, that yeah, bit of honey that we were you talking about. Get some of that sweetness. And a little bit of that hay that we were talking about yeah. as well. There's like a little bit of something for everyone in this beer. Yeah, there's a lot going on, but it's also very light and easy at the same time. This is one of those beers we talk about where. You can really pay attention to it if you want, or you can just kind of ignore it and just, yeah. you know, sip it in a social setting, I guess. Definitely pair well, well with a lot of food. It's really good. Very nice, very easy, very flavorful. So, uh, let's talk about, because we hyped it so much, let's talk about the food first. Oh, sure. You go ahead. Um, well, their food is always good. I feel mm-hmm. like I haven't had anything bad there. And their menu changes seasonally, which is always fun. Yeah. So you can kind of go back and experience, have a different experience. Um, this time, I had their fig and brie tart, which was essentially like a croissant. It was like a croissant boat with mm-hmm. brie and fig. Yeah. And then a little side salad. It was delicious. It wasn't... It was considered a large plate on their menu, but I was still full, so I went back yeah. for more food. <laughs> yeah. Um, and got their beer and potato chowder, which was served with, like, a little square of cornbread, and it was very, very good. Well, both of your dishes had, like, a smokiness with the cheeses yeah. used, which I really liked, because I had a, a bite of each of them. That was really good. And then my meal was outstanding. The vegan banh mi. Now, some people may be like, oh, I'm not vegan. I wouldn't eat that. It's not about that. Like, I'm not vegan. I'm not a um, vegetarian. I eat meat all the time. But I also like a lot of different things. And one of the things that I really like is saitan, which is kind of like a version of a tofu. And it was done with saitan. And it was just an awesome... If you've had banh mi before and you like banh mi, this was a phenomenal banh mi sandwich. Like the saitan, plus it had a mushroom mousse in it. The cilantro that that was put in there was awesome. Like the pickled daikon and other vegetables in there. I think carrots 
really good, just like on this nice baguette. And then the fries served with it were solid, just the right amount of salting to them. Um, yeah, really awesome. I love the vegan banh mi. It was amazing. And then we also had a little bit of popcorn, which they mm-hmm. have rosemary popcorn. And that was really tasty, too. Once again, the salting on that, like, to perfection. Mm-hmm. Um, they know what they're doing. Yeah, they're you, Literally, good. you could buy, you could get anything off the menu, and you're going to like it. Yeah. I would guarantee it, because their execution with the food is phenomenal. And it had been a while. Last time we were there was July of 2020. Because mm-hmm. I remember that was, like, our first big outing after, like, the initial pandemic lockdown. Yeah. And we both got, I think, the brisket sandwich. Yeah, which was awesome. Which was very good. And that was still on the menu, which mm-hmm. I thought about getting because I was like, oh, it was so good that first yeah. time. But I wanted to venture out and try something new. Yeah. So uh, let's move to the second and final beer of the episode. And then after that, we'll talk about the beers that we had while we were there. Yeah. And we went on a Friday. We both had off of work, and it was busy. Yeah, we. I think we got there at like twelve thirty ish. Yeah, it was like a twelve thirty. Hey, and they open at eleven on Fridays, and it, mm-hmm. it was bumping. Yeah, it was. Although we elected to sit outside because we're still um, being very, very cautious at this point in time when we're recording. Uh, very, very busy on the inside. We were the only people on the outside because it was a little bit cold. It was a little brisk. They do have outside heaters, but they weren't on. Mm-hmm. And then we were like, are we going to be those people that are like, please turn them on? Or are we just going to brave it and tough it out? And it ended up being fine. It was fine. It was, yeah. a, it was a little brisk, but we had our hats on and winter coats and yeah. it was fine. So the second beer, this is one that Rebecca, when we were going there, she's like, we have to get this. Yeah. And we didn't try it while we were there because we would have had to share an entire can together. And we just didn't want to do that. We just, we like to do samplers, especially because we're trying to watch our consumption. So, uh, this one, we just decided we'll just pick up one can of it and we'll try it on podcast. So this will be our first experience. Yeah. Well, when we first got there, I went into their, I think they call it their general store, mm-hmm. um, to kind of see what beer they had to go. And I saw that we, I could get it to go, so I was like, okay, I don't have to split a can. Otherwise, I was prepared to get a can. Oh, uh, sure, sure. Yeah, I mean... Because if, I wanted to try it that much. Yeah, if we could only drink it on premises, we yes, we would have done that done. sure. But since we could buy one to go, we did. Anyway, so what is it? It is their... It's a version of their Troganator, which their to- Troganator is their Doppelbach, which is award-winning, won many awards for many years. Uh, and this is their Coconator, which is a, they're calling it Double Bock, but Double Bock, Double Bock, same thing. Double Bock with, brewed with cacao nibs, coconut, and vanilla beans. Mm-hmm. And the ABB is 8.2%, and it is done with, uh, the malt is chocolate, Munich, and Pilsner. The hops are Magnum, Ger- German, Northern Brewer. Yes. So, Yes. I'm so excited for I hope this lives up to my expectations. I mean, I feel like it's Troganator. I mean, Troganator is really, really good. It is. And I haven't had it in a long time. So you add in those really extra things it. on top of it, of just Troganator? Yeah. It should be really good. Now, this is one of the beers that, uh, there are certain beers that they don't distribute. They do release at the brewery only. So you can buy them to go, but you have to go to the brewery to do it. And Coconator, I believe... I know initially when it was released, I think two years ago maybe, it was brewery only, 
but I think it has remained brewery only as well, just like the Scratch series, which actually, that may be one of the reasons that they don't have to put the ABV, but they did for the Coconator. Oh, it's only 8.2%. I know, which I think is great. That's reasonable. I would have thought it would be higher ABV. It's very beautiful red. It's like red-brown. On the can, it says it's bronze. Oh, it's bronze. That's more than bronze, in my opinion. That's like red-brown. Yeah. Okay. Smells. Smells like Troganator. Yeah. I'm not getting any of that adjuncts. It's very malty. Yes. It's like... Malty sweetness. Freaking malt bomb with like a bunch of brown sugar mm-hmm. in the nose. So there's a kiss of cherry, which I get those from, from Doppelbox, aka Double Box, quite a bit. There's definitely that like cherry. I'm getting definitely the brown sugar. I'm, I'm getting like a, maybe like a butterscotch. I could see that. I'm getting a slight bit of the vanilla coming through and a slight bit of the cacao nibs. Coconut though. Oh, coconut's always one of those ones that kind of falls out. I'm just out. not getting it. It smells good, though. Yeah, I was just going to say, I like the way it smells. It, sm- it smells a lot like straight-up Troganator, though. Yeah. With some slight changes. Now, granted, we're saying that, and we haven't had a straight-up Troganator in years, but yeah. Well, I'm definitely getting the cacao. I'm definitely getting the vanilla. Mm. Um, mm. I think it's very good. I really like it. Um, but I'm, I'm not getting the coconut. It's really clean and refreshing, too. It is. I really like that. Um, yeah, I get the, I get the bit of the vanilla, I get a bit of the cacao, but it's very light. It is light. It's very, very light. It's more of like a kiss of those things, as opposed to it being more substantial. And I kind of, I was wanting it to be a lot more substantial. And once again, this happens a lot, not getting the coconut... We get that a lot with beers that have coconut in them. Like, where's the coconut? Yeah. But. I still quite like it, though. I'm glad we got it. Yeah, it's definitely good. And when you take a bigger sip of it, you get a little bit heightened perception of the cacao nibs and the vanilla. I think so, too. And it's coming together. It's not like they're separated. It's like, because you know how when you're when you're sipping something, you, you can get the flavors in waves. It's like, you know, you get this flavor up front, then it's this one, and then this one on the back end. The the cacao nibs and vanilla are happening simultaneously. Mm-hmm. They are. So they're married together pretty well. And they kind of linger in your mouth, too, after your last sip. They do. They do. And I like that. I do, too. I would say I do like this better than Troganator. Okay. It's just not what I expected based off the ingredients. Yeah. But we get that a lot with beers where it's like... You have you come up with with an idea of what you want it to be in your mind based off what's in it, but it's probably better to just try it and then find out what's in it. Uh, yeah, but I like them both. I think they're both really good beers. Uh, so it's so clean too. Mm-hmm. Like it has such a clean finish to it. Okay, so let me uh, pull up the, all the beers that we had. So we did two flights, and their flights are each four beers, four four ounces. Four ounces, yeah. So obviously we had the dry hopped rice lager, which was scratch number 452. We had their scratch number 451, which was a double IPA. And that one had uh, Citra and Chinook, 
as their hops. We really liked that one. I think mm-hmm. that was that was my favorite of the hoppy ones we tried. I think it was, it was my favorite, too. It was really good. Then we did their Scratch 454, which was a straight-up IPA, and that was done with... They said it was a West Coast style done with Citra and Cashmere. It was, t- it was tasty. Yeah, that one was a good one. I mean, honestly, everything we had was good. Oh, yeah. This one I think I liked more than you. It was their Scratch 450 Raspberry Lime Sparkling Fruit Refresher. Yeah, you did like that more than I So, did. this is brewed with puffed jasmine rice and loaded with notes of juicy raspberries and fresh lime. Yeah. It's a refreshing alternative to seltzer and beer, they said. Hmm. So, it's good. It's tasty. I really enjoyed that. Because it's so light and but there were flavorful. And they had two that they considered refreshers. Uh-huh. We only tried the one. Do you remember what the other one was? I don't. I don't. But I was a big fan of that one. Uh, the, the next one we did was Hop Horizon IPA, which was a brand new release while we were there. Now, this is obviously an IPA done with Citra Mosaic and Sabro hops. And I really like that one. I like that one more than yeah. you did. Mm-hmm. Then, this one I was super excited to try when we went there, but I ended up not liking it a ton. I mean, it was so good, but again, I had expectations. It was their double nugget nectar. It was basically a you know higher ABV version of their nugget nectar, which is an imperial red, super hoppy, wonderful beer. It just more tasted boozy. It just tasted boozier and sweeter and more syrupy than nugget nectar. So I was like, I'd just rather have like a straight up nugget nectar. But it was good to try. Uh, then we had their Perpetual Darkness, which is a barley wine. And that was, as far as barley wines go, I thought it was a pretty good mm-hmm. barley wine. I don't normally like barley wine, but I did, uh, barley wines, um, but I did like that one. It was sweet, but it wasn't too sweet. And it had a lot of interesting notes going mm-hmm. on in it. A little more bitter than I was expecting it to be, but I was liking the bitterness with the flavors. And for me, it was kind of a nice contrast to a lot of the hoppy stuff we were drinking. Yeah. And then my favorite, and I don't know if this was your favorite or not, but their pineapple tangerine shebang, which is like a sour. It's just a pineapple tangerine sour that they did. Uh, Really good. You got so much pineapple in that. I love the pineapple flavor in it. It was very well executed. So two... Really good flights. Yeah. Really enjoyed it, and it was a fun time. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, they have a ton of things there. If you want to go and be a little more, like, touristy there, I know they have guided tours that you can sign up for ahead of time. They also have, like, special experiences you can purchase doing, like, uh, a tour that also has with it a specific tasting. And I think some of the tastings include food with it or, okay. like, desserts or chocolates. I don't know. Have they resumed all of those since covid I think so. Okay. I think I think they're doing those again. And then there's like a special one that's like focused on sour beers where they'll, yeah, they'll let you try some that aren't released yet, stuff like that, but yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's they have a lot of outdoor seating, a lot of indoor seating. Oh yeah. Lots of beers on tap. Yeah. It, it's just an impressive cool place to look at. Um so yeah, it's wonderful. And we loved it and we had a great time and we would definitely go back cuz we've been there many times before and we love it there. So, uh, easy to rank, because it's just two beers. What's your one and what's your two? This is a tough one. And not for me. Because I like I them. I know where I'm going. I like them both a lot. I like them but. both a lot and for different reasons, and they're very different. Um, but I think I'm going to have to go with the rice lager number one, coconator number two. Yep, me too. 
Yep. Dry hopped rice lager, which is scratch 452, number one. Coconator number two, which is their double bock with cacao nibs, coconut, and vanilla beans. But both awesome, and we will enjoy finishing both of these. Yes. Definitely not dumping these. So cool. Um, I guess we'll have to figure out where we're, what brewery we're going to hit for our next excursion. Maybe one we haven't been to before. I think it'd be nice to do that. But, okay. Uh, we'll figure it out. But anyway, let's talk. Uh, do us a favor, rate us and review us on whatever podcatcher you use to listen. iTunes helps us the most, so if you could do that. Also, word of mouth is a big thing, so tell people about the podcast if you like it. And if you're listening, I assume you like it to some degree. You can email us, brutalbattlepodcast at gmail.com. If you just want to say hi or get beer recommendations or give us recommendations for episodes or episode formats or any of that. Um, what else? Uh, if you want back episodes, go to brutalbattle.com, which also has pictures of all the beers we try for each episode. Or you can go to archive.org and just search Brutal Battle and all the episodes are there as well. And untapped, I am Carlton Malibu, as it sounds, all one word, or Carlin C or Carlin Cook. You are? Rebecca C. And then Insta. Instagram, uh, Brutal Battle Podcast. And that's all the stuff. We're going to finish these beers, but thank you everyone for taking your time to listen to this. And until next time, keep it brutal. Brutal.